Hello and welcome back to We Not Me, the podcast where we explore how humans connect to get stuff done together. I'm Dan Hammond. And I am Pia Lee. Dan Hammond, this is a bit of a different episode, is it not? It is indeed. Sadly, one of our guests had a bereavement in the family. It's really sad. And um, they will appear in season seven. Um, but meanwhile, we thought we'd put a little little extra show in with just a little chat between you and me on, on some subjects that are close exactly. to so our don't, hearts. Don't go away in your droves as you're listening to this thinking, oh, God, exactly. Oh, no guest. I'll just yeah, no, put that on pause. That'd be boring. Two people who agree with each other on a podcast. But, <laughs> exactly. You know, I'll have a few little <laughs> tools never happened in my toolbox. That's not going to happen. So um, actually, it's quite, it's quite interesting because I think – what we can talk about is um, a, an idea, an inception of an idea that you created around Ilkley Live, which I'll get you to just explain what it is. But I think the parallel for our listeners are those people that may be getting an idea off the ground or getting a business off the ground. I think this is a bit of a founder's dilemma podcast. You know, you can get in the way of your own success. And I just think it could be some really interesting lessons and stuff to talk about. No, and no, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think there is some, definitely some, obviously with my, having spent a long time um, in leadership development, you can't, you're always, as you do these things, you're always, you're on the stage, but you're also on the balcony, having a look at yourself and seeing how the, how the leadership and the team connection is going. So yeah, I've had, had a few reflections about it and um, yeah, I'm hope we could, we could share those. I think that we hope that we be, instructive it certainly has been for me <laughs> great well let's start with give us a little bit of a journey about how Ilkley Live came about so for those people who haven't heard about it before on our podcast what is yeah, it and we ha- we have talked about it a couple of times but in in brief this came like a lot of things I think I might have said this but it came out of out of COVID um and I, I think I've mentioned before how it's fascinating how many people around the place but you know we see musicians say, I wrote this in COVID. A lot of it was an outpour of creativity, actually, um, when we're in lockdown. Anyway, what happened for me was at one point, we were allowed to meet one person. I think it was six feet apart because it's the UK, two meters. And I practiced, had a little practice with my friend Greg, the bass player in our garden. And because we're allowed to meet outside, two meters, fine. So that was really nice um, to connect with him. But people came up past the past and they, they didn't sort of I thought they'd accelerate and keep moving but they actually stopped and a couple of <laughs> they were you know, running sort of, past your sort of just slightly bloody oh hell what is that din anyway um <laughs> th- they stopped and had listened and we had a little you know someone one person I remember looking through the gate gave us a little round of applause when we finished it was really lovely so it was sort of one of these things and it sort of it was very sweet and obviously we had We'd been starved of human connection in COVID, in lockdown. So it seemed like something people were sort of ready for. And I sort of had this idea of, oh, what about if we did did that? Could, I could play in my garden and people could come and listen. And then it sort of started to be, what if other people did that? Which which is basically the core idea. I sort of went through this in my mind of, you know, should I do it? Shouldn't I? Spoke to the lovely Mrs. Hammond. Is it? I said, that's a good idea. And then I spoke to a friend of mine on a mountain bike ride. Who and he said, "Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, it sounds great." So you sort of tested a couple of times. I thought, right, let's do this. So we we put it into play two years ago from now. And then let's fast forward. So the last one that you ran, where, where did it go? It went from the two of you in the garden. It went, went for, yeah, to um, and and the first time. I mean, brilliantly, we, people do. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but you know, some people just jump at this and say, "Yeah, I mean, we had about 10, 10 acts in the garden. We had little flyers showing where the gardens were." 
So that was small. And suddenly this year, it just went went huge. And we had 60 performers. And I have no idea how many people, but, you know, hundreds of, I mean, I, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of people. It, was, it, it got suddenly quite large. I've always been worried about, as the performers it grow, will we have an audience? But actually, something happened this year that just made it, it was, I thought it was going to be classically exponential. It went 10 acts, 20 acts, I'm expecting 40 it went to 60. So it was, it was just, yeah, huge. And again, for, for those of you who don't know your part of the world. Yes. Ilkley, the, the lovely town of Ilkley in the, um, on the edge of the Yorkshire Dales, sort of 15,000 people, 13,000 people, something like that. I never quite know the numbers, but it's a beautiful Victorian town. It's actually a spa town originally. It, it's, it's odd for Yorkshire. It doesn't have any mill. Uh, it doesn't have any industrial um, background at all. It was built um, t- as a spa town for, for Victorians who were wanting a little bit of free time. And, um, uh, there's a there's a, a well up on the hill in a building which has a cold spring in it, and people used to come here for the cold water treatment, uh, including, by the way, I'll just mention Charles Darwin was here in 1859 trying to cure a long term ailment that he had um which didn't work that well sadly i can see that your third or fourth career as a tour operator for, for yorkshire <laughs> is just beginning to start that, that answer got a little bit embarrassingly long didn't it yes <laughs> <laughs> so when you and i mean we know this from launching our own startup you're emotionally invested in the idea you have to be because you have to put yourself on the line to to do that initial i've got a bit of an idea what do you think of this and then it yes, and then it starts that's exactly right so what's been your emotional journey throughout these 3 years to get to that point of two two guys in a garden to 60 acts and what have you learned about yourself that in order to make it successful to be honest with you i i, I it was one of these things that i'd mentioned to people as an idea and they'd say immediately that's a great idea. That'd be amazing. And no one, had, no one had ever said that to you, had they? No. It, well, uh, joking aside, <laughs> you sort of normally have ideas, and it's sort of yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. You know that thing was fine, and, and not to say I have terrible ideas, but I was lucky to have that to, that that one came to me. But I did go through that moment, uh, that thing early of testing it, and and it seemed to be good. There is then that piece of right. I'll just give it a try. I think where I was then was. Well, maybe it won't work, and that doesn't matter that much. I suppose I'm less invested in a you know free music festival. Just try something, shoving their gun. But I weirdly didn't think at that point of any long longer term sort of vision, anything being big. I don't think. I just sort of thought this could be interesting to reconnect the community after COVID and just give it a go. I wasn't hugely attached to it at that point. Everyone seemed to like the idea. I was excited. But it was after that first one, I remember I went for a walk with the lovely Mrs. Hammond and just sort of thought, wow, that was something. The feeling of the community in in that first mini tiny festival, you know, watching us, watching a duo playing in a band and having about 30 people watching, it was just glorious. We were, the weather blessed us. But I think it was that moment we think, actually, this is something. But before that, it was sort of, I'm, uh, maybe this will come and maybe it'll go. I was not, it was not something like in a startup where you've probably put a lot of money behind it or whatever. So it was quite, int- it, was, it was a luxury to be able to hold that lightly. 
I actually set it up as well. To try, you know, I think I mentioned this a few times on the podcast. What my favourite teacher was a bit fierce at school. My physics teacher said, "A good physicist is a lazy man." Now that's very non-inclusive, obviously, uh, because it could <laughs> could be of any gender now. But that I like, I really like that. And what he was saying was, "How can you be efficient?" He said, "You know," and he was talking about physics. How can you do things efficiently in your calculations? And I've always really liked that, and it yeah it stayed with me. So, and I really went into this thinking, how can we make this? self-serve you know um just let everyone do it but i think along the way you do end up with these decisions that you have to make it sort of comes back to you at the moment i think this, we're still going through how we'll do this but you, inevitably things do come back to you and um you've got to make some choices it's quite a it's quite a radical leap of how you're interacting with all the people that you may not have known very well or are your neighbors or are your friends and you haven't you have a responsibility for the thing to to make it work so you could end up being the stress head you know and actually sort of spoiling it for people if you're not careful because you you want it to be you want it to be right but that isn't how and yeah, why everyone it, else yeah, is engaged. You're right. That's a really yeah. There's, there is definitely that balance, and, and it's quite interesting how some people leap on that and just pick something up. There's a, there's a, a a woman who I'd met through this who is a um, really great musician. Um, it plays in a string um, trio, and she just sort of went for it this year. So you've set up gazebos in a garden she had pims on tap she invited people it was a she she connected with another musician and they did put a little you know but i think there are other people who actually sort of expect me to organize everything which is quite reasonable because normally some things are organized for you so but on the whole people have grabbed it but you're right you have this weird thing where you're sort of responsible but also I don't want to, definitely don't want to get stuck in. I mean, the good thing is I've, I run a startup, so I can't spend that much time on this. You know, it's not as if I can really get involved. Um, and I really want it to stay as a light thing. And the sort of accidental, well, not the, totally accidental, but the positive of that is everyone has to do it for themselves. And then you get creativity aplenty. You get people setting up things and uh, having... What I would say is early on, um, Ian Smith, who's on, been on this um, podcast, he 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 built a little stage out of pallets down a back lane at back at the back of his house, and his um, his son and neighbor and neighbor's child um, played together under this thing. And he set up. He's very much into electronics, so he sort of set up microphones and had a live feed to Facebook. And I didn't know who this guy was. There was a guy down some down some back road. It, you know, he and. Um, it was one of the, it was, it reminded me of that sort of dance, shirtless dancing guy on Ted, you know, that second person is sort of, ah, oh, someone has grabbed this idea and run with it. And I, I mean, I'm a good friend of his now, well, he's a good friend of mine. I don't know how much he likes me, but um, <laughs> the, um, but the, but you know, he it was him in a way who said, who, who, who sort of made me think, wow, this has taken root. Someone has picked this up and run with it. And that actually that idea of, autonomy was a was a good one yeah that's the that's the insulation for your own anxiety isn't it i mean you've got to let got to have a you've got to give enough space for people to to take this and run otherwise it won't grow exponentially it won't it won't have that there's a, and there's there's absolutely no way that I mean, and I didn't want to. I set out with this, with the sort of this sort of laziness, self-serve mindset. There's no way I could have done something with those 60, 60 or 17 venues. It's actually quite a big, um, 
you know, it's, it's, if you think about a festival with 60 acts and 17 venues, you'd be, you know, stages, you'd be thinking, oh, it's immense. Um, so it's the, uh, it's actually the only way, but also the way I intended. I think an interesting thing like, for me, I'm, as you know, quite analytical. I can sometimes want things to be just so, but I went, you know, could potentially dive in and try to be controlling about this. But I've managed to, as I say, through necessity, but also design, I have managed to stay away from most of this. I think the bits that came up along the way, though, is, you know, one of the learnings is, you know, you have a, you have a sort of idea of your purpose, you know, why you're doing this and your vision of it. But what I've ended up really being handy having to remain attached to is the purpose. And, uh, and what I mean by that is we had a small commercial venue in the first year that, that hosts rehearsals for musicians. So they've always supported musicians. They've got a nice little sh nice shelter. And so they, there was a commercial venue. Fine. Second year, we had a, we had a venue that was absolutely making a fortune out of uh, selling drinks at this thing. And we had them, but we had a band on, it was incredible in the sunshine, the town was going, it was the center of town going mad. So, and I went there, it was just a huge high point. But then there's this thing, which is quite interesting among musicians, which is very often musicians are asked to play for free at commercial venues. So there's a whole thing in the musical community about the imbalance of that, which is okay, I'll play you know, for visibility, you make money. And I did not want that to be part of the festival, but it's something that sort of suddenly crept in. I think that's the other thing that happens. Thing, the thing grows, but things things come in that you didn't think you'd have to deal with. And suddenly we did have to think about that. Um, we actually dealt with it in the end. And that's, I was going to say, because they're the sort of the the values get stress tested. I mean, again, we have that, we have that again in a, in a over and over again in a startup. And, and so you have a sort of freedom within boundaries. Did you explicitly determine what the values were or what the purpose were? Did you communicate it? Or was that something that you worked on yourself? Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it was, that's a, yeah, I think <laughs> I've done some of that work for myself, but I haven't, it's been strange to be honest, because not, you know, if we were like we do in our startup, we, we sort of say, right, we need these things, purpose and the other values. We've got to get this thing sorted out. And I actually partly, I think I retreated from that a little bit. Just I was a slightly wary of not being overly leadership consultancy too heavy about it. So I had those things and I would talk to people about it. Um, about what it's what we stood for and what was important. And when this thing came up, I would reinforce them. Look, this is what we're about. This is this is what this is for. Um, and 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 people people are into it. So I, you know, people love it. So that's good. But up to now, I haven't been that formal about it. And I I think that's been okay. But I think next the next iteration, we're going to have to get pretty firm about that. You know, we're going to get to really share that have it written down, have it really clear so that we can really stick with it. Um, yeah. So over a broader basis, I've been up to now, I've been able to sort of do it through conversations and keep people, keep everything aligned, but also listen to what people are saying about that. Because I had to go out. I want to, I talked to a lot of people about this idea of hmm, people are making money. Are these musicians, what do we do about it? And uh, we eventually came up with this idea of the venues paying to charity, but, being more general about that, as you say, it's a it's a sort of what do we stand for? What I think that comes up in any team, any business, sort of something's happened. What do we stand for? You know, in a commercial sense, sometimes people say, "Hey, you're a cons you're doing this. Could you do that?" And you've got to think, 
Is that us? Does that align to our brand? Does that align to our values? And they're the tripwires. They're the tripwires as you grow and scale. It's not your product, but it's the branding that you represent through your business. And, and they can turn people cold overnight. They don't like it. And so suddenly, I mean, you're, you're dependent on people buying into the idea and liking it. But if they see a decision, their preferences, so they'll take the preferences somewhere else. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. And, 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 and you know, in, in this case, it's sort of the idea that really sparked for people was that this is music for the community, by the community, and a festival that's really run there. And if it starts to turn into yet another musicians playing in bars type of thing, you know, it's, it's that that do, but again, in other, in all other organizations, there's that, as you say, the tripwire, those moments of, of choice that you are, you, you become one thing or another, and it doesn't take much for things to look like the thing you don't want it to be. It can be very easy to give the impression that it's one thing. So sticking with those things is important. Well, exactly. I mean, and I think about it, there's a, there's a, there's a thin, thin line between music, arts, and political views, for instance. So, you know, there could be a stage for different things. Completely, completely. It's it's tricky. You're, you're right. And actually, one of the good things is we use the Facebook page quite a lot. Now, it's not a, you know, Meta's had its, had its problems. But one of the things it does well is that it's been doing, make, building community pages for over 10 years. So they're ready. And one of the things you can put on there are, are group rules. And so while I didn't lay down too many things too heavily, you can have group rules in there. So the first one was be nice. And, you know, that we weren't going to take any any hate or trolling or unpleasantness. Because I, one of the things I wanted to be super inclusive. I'm just wanting, even if someone's learned, you know, want anyone to play anything. And the stand, there's no people, people have started. So is there a test? For, is there a do you have to pass a certain bar? No, anyone can play. It's for you have to everyone. do a musical audition to get yeah, exactly. in. Can you imagine how awful that would be? Um, but the first one is be nice. Be nice about people. Second one was um, live music only. So um, that's, all, that's what we're about. And I don't post anything without live music. But the third one was no politics because that's a really important, that's a very, very important thing, but not here. We're here to enjoy live music. So it was so interesting. Those those sort of group rules did help to sort of define a little bit about what we're about. So yeah, but you've got to be you've got to be careful because you can turn people off. And actually, beautifully, there are some people across the political spectrum in 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 Ilkley who are really into Ilkley Live. And I connect with everyone through this medium and it's just lovely and you discover the humanity that exists right across the the spectrum whereas you know the same people i'll see them next week on facebook saying things that i just don't agree with but i i i actually quite like them and because i've managed to connect through this medium which is quite an interesting thing in itself that you, ch you change the medium and you change the, con the conversation whereas if you're still debating the same things that you were debating about, you, you lose that human connection. Did you have to call upon any of those three Facebook rules? I've had to call on two of them. Weirdly, not politics. I mean, musicians are political blighters, but um, the I haven't I haven't had to call on that one. But I have had to call on the um, live music only. Just people trying to post all kinds of things about dog walking and stuff on the site. That's quite easy. Um, I've had to sort of think. Yeah, we're not going to 
delve into poetry, for example, that's, you know, it's, it, which is also really good, but that's a different thing. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and I have on one occasion, unfortunately, had to delve into the um, Be Nice. We had a bit of a troll who was just being unpleasant online and um, had to go. I really like that you've just got really, I mean, they're very simple. They're simple rules. You know, they're, they're short and simple and they're very inclusive in, in what they're about. So one's practical, one's emotional and, and one, one is, <laughs> one is uh, yeah, as I say, inclusive in a, in a country that's, you know, like many of us have been divided over various things. But it's going to get bigger. So how do you iterate this now? Like what, what are you thinking about? Like how many of you are organizing it? Have you got a committee? Like so it's you're almost moving from that startup to scale up? Completely. Exactly right. You you've put your finger on it. And I think that there's I've reflected a lot about this because as you said, I don't I didn't want to control this thing and I don't want it to take up it can't take up lots of my time, actually. That's just not there. Apart from anything else, I've got to practice my trumpet when I'm not running a startup. But um, I th- it, one thing that happened was the third year, it just got massive really quickly, as we said. it just it, it, it's, I think there's some sort of thing, if people are running events, that it just sort of grows, but then there's something happens where it embeds itself in the, in the mind of the community and it just gets much bigger. So that was a real surprise this year. And I... We, you know, I'm, I think this happens in startup life or in any team that's growing. Suddenly, the sort of structures around it were not adequate for the job, you know. And this this year actually just hit was there was I spent a lot of time on WhatsApp on you know trying to do things that should have been done by more people, basically. So, um, you know, and, and I saw someone describe to me once, you're always either over-resourced or under-resourced in these things. You sort of make changes. But I was a bit behind the curve here. So next year, we definitely need, we need to, yeah, we need to make that shift from being the sort of founder running around doing everything with support of, of, of people, for sure, to actually saying, no, we now need a team of people with roles that it's going to be really clear who to go to and we can then share out, share it out and share the love actually. Cause I, you know, part of this is I don't want to be the person who organizes it. Okay. Life. One of the first steps to sharing the love on and the sort of pleasure and satisfaction of that is to have a number of people involved who feel genuinely an ownership of that. I think that'll be a lovely thing next year. And it, the danger too is is that you can be the single point of success and the single point of failure. So if you're not there for one year, what you know what happens? And then and and I'm sure that I think now it's got a life of its own. But I you know we can't do it. And you know someone like Ian that I mentioned, he he built the plat. You know there's a technology platform. Part of the sort of self serve thing is using technology, and he built that. So he's he has really been a sort of been a, uh, an ally all the way along and a smart guy you can talk to and ask questions of and and get advice and he and as I say he's invested huge amounts in this in the technology side as well but you know making that more official and um seeing him genuinely getting the credit for that would be um would be really good so i think this is the time to as you say one of those steps one of those those turns in the in the road on the mountain is it's time to time to share actually the leadership of this thing not just the thing itself and it, it's a, one of my last questions is, you know, your, your biggest fear, and, you know, we've, we've had this as, again, as a startup is no one will like it. 
<laughs> you know, that, that fear initially. So what are you seeing as the impact on, on the Ilkley community? So as a result now of having this in the diary, it's been in there three years and probably anticipated for next year, what's the impact that really two blokes in a garden starting off yeah. <laughs> playing some musical instruments, but what's the, what's the knock-on effect that you're seeing and that's possible? Yeah, look, I, I think it's interesting. I said at the start, maybe you have dreams about it being something, but you you just start something where you just put it into play. I think now there's the possibility. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Basically, it's really exciting because one thing is I think that there's a lot more live music around it. I think it's becoming a more vibrant sort of scene. Just slowly, slowly. I'm not sure that's due to a lot of people and the hard work of loads of people around town and venues who put that music on and who play the music. And I think that can bring people to the town. It can unite us as a town. I think it's lovely to see the community actually coming together around this thing. And as you say, without the politics, you know, there's so many small town politics things that just immediately divide us. And this just brings us together. So it's a medium for uniting us. Um, one of the most exciting things to me, though, is two, two, two I guess. One is the, this inclusiveness. How can we bring more people in, people who haven't played before? How can we give them a stage to actually start to do that and build their confidence? And it's inherently a very diverse community, so it's lovely to be able to include sort of everyone. Um, the thing that's getting getting me excited now is that can we take this formula somewhere else could this be used in other towns could that is this a platform to say actually you could do this and in particular we have um bradford nearby which is um you know it's a it's a city that struggles a little bit to be honest it's a it's a proud it's a it's a it's a, it's a proud city but it's um it's got a you know, it's, it's got a very big immigrant population. It's really multicultural. It's really exciting. And it's the city of culture in 2025 in the UK. So one of the exciting things to do is how can we support them using this sort of an idea? Um, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Ilkley is pretty well to do. We're very lucky. Um, and how could we use this to help others maybe who, um, who, are, who are struggling a little bit more than we are? So it would be wonderful to see if we could send something in that direction. And that's a that's a that is an exciting vision, and that's also you know the unifying value and beauty of music. You know, it brings people together in a very peaceful way to do something together and to really enjoy being in each other's company. And um, at a time when we get a lot of bad news, that's a that's a very good thing to do. So I I think I mean I think that th this has been a really useful conversation. I hope. Listeners are seeing the parallels to things they may start up themselves, whether it's a business, an idea, there's different phases. And the hardest bit is getting it off the ground. And then the next bit is sustaining it <laughs> and growing with it without getting in the way. As these things change, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see, you know, say you, you sort of, you're doing it and you're watching yourself as well. And I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's had... All of those things that we do ourselves as a startup and we help our clients to do have um have come have become reality in this in this in this case, you know, the way you have to check you know, set that hold on to that purpose, flex with the vision, keep your values, 
change your structures, change how you do things, deal with things as you go along. It's um, yeah, it, it's all of those lessons have have been have been useful. So it's yeah, it would be very interesting to see what happens next. And knowing you as well as I do, I think the bit that you would be too humble to say is that you haven't done this for yourself. You've done it for the community, and and that's probably been part of the sort of the the magic of the whole thing. It you know you've taken you almost extracted yourself out of it and it's about the impact that it that it creates and i think that's a in a world of look at me <laughs> look at me um it, that's a that's quite unique and i think that's probably quite contagious in a good way that's that's what people want to be a part of because they can see themselves in it I hope so. I think that's. I think you summed it up nicely. Look, obviously, you, your ego can't help but be fed when you see this thing being a success. But I, I, but I think it's exciting now to be able to, you know, looking ahead to really share that role with a lot more people and and sort of stay back in the mix, as it were, if, to use a musical, <laughs> you know, to stay lower in the mix. Um, I think that that is important. It shouldn't be about about one person. It definitely isn't because I think about the actual amount of work that's been done, the people who have, the way it's shaped now is that is that it is those now this year, 17 stages, 17 people have put on a venue organized some music on that place, maybe put on some food, maybe hosted people, put up flags, put up a gazebo to protect them from the horrific, from the rain that we had this year. Um, but those people have done the work, actually. And I think that's the essence, is how do we maintain that idea of decentralization that you, whoever you are, can can contribute to this and, and actually be a part of it. Um, that That's the key. And I think, actually, that's you know that's the essence of what we're trying to do with um with teams and organizations everywhere isn't it and in- including our own it's um it's genuine sense of ownership not just following some someone who had an idea yeah well dan that is it as you were about to say well done thank you very much for sharing that absolute pleasure thank you for your great questions and uh, good to explore the the journey we'll see how we go going forward but i hope that any listener if they've got an idea, particularly if it's a it's a nice one to bring us together in some way, just try it, put it into play. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to have a huge vision, actually. Um, just just give it a go and see. Uh, think about what Tom said in a, co- a couple of episodes back is following the energy. And um, we've been really lucky with this. But, uh, but that is it for this episode. You can find show notes and resources at squadify.net. Just click on the We Not Me podcast link. If you've enjoyed the show, please do share the love and recommend it to your friends. And if you'd like to contribute to the show, just email us at wenotmepod at gmail.com. We Not Me is produced by Mark Stedman of Origin. Thank you so much for listening. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. 